It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. 658 on the Blitz 1170. Yeah, that first hour did go by quickly. It's a Monday. Hope your drive to work is all right. Be careful out there. It's not easy. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We are here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. And as I said this morning, sidewalks and uh, driveways right now are probably places the Oilers could play. Now, the good news is we're supposed to get back to around 39 degrees today. Mm -hmm. So that should melt off some of this. It will refreeze overnight. And we're going to have to go through the same process tomorrow morning, hopefully with a little less sludge out there because there's a lot of slush and sludge. And then hopefully by Wednesday we can kind of get back out of this for the first time in, what, almost two weeks? Yeah. It's been ridiculously cold, almost Mm. two weeks. You know, I don't know about you, but I have several weather apps, and I have on them saved, if you will, the places that are important to us. My son and his family near near Pittsburgh, Delaney College Station, my wife's parents, you know, a couple of the places that we like to go. And occasionally I'll just flip through those and see what the temperature is everywhere. And for the last two and a half weeks, we've been colder than everybody. We've been colder oh, yeah. than, you know, we've been colder than just about everybody, including what some of these, you know, Kansas City was minus seven last week, but we weren't that far away. <laughs> it was pretty doggone cold here. So I think we're all ready to get out of the deep freeze. This is why we don't live in the north, Right. I mean, you might have a job here, but there's another reason we don't live in the north. We don't want to deal with this. Yeah. So let's get it in the rearview mirror here, shall we? All right, coming up at about 7.30 this morning, let's deal with some girls wrestling. We're going to talk to uh, Paul Mayfield. He's the Bixby Girls Wrestling Head Coach. And, yes, we like to give the girls wrestling a little bit of play here on the Blitz 1170. Those young ladies work as hard as anybody, and they deserve a little bit of that. So if you are a Bixby parent, spread the word. We're going to talk to your guys today and your ladies at 7.30 this morning. In the meantime, right now, brought to you by Triad I Institute, it's time for Bryce to do this. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's today in sports history with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, January 22nd, 1920, the New York Yankees announced though they will put numbers on the backs of their uniforms, becoming the first baseball team to start continuous use of the numbers. The first numbers are based on positions in the batting order, thus Babe Ruth will wear number three and Lou Gehrig number four. In a few weeks, the Cleveland Indians announced they, do, they will do the same, put numbers on the uniforms. By 1931, all American League teams will use them. It will be 1933 before all National League players are numbered. 1953, the NFL Draft. Harry Babcock from University of Georgia is the first pick by the San Francisco 49ers. 1960, Paul Pender beats Sugar Ray Robinson for a middleweight boxing title. 1962, Bob Feller and Jackie Robinson are elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Robinson, who has had the distinction of becoming the first black player in the major leagues, is also the first to enter the Hall of Fame. 1968, NBA announces expansion franchise license awarded to Milwaukee, who will be the Bucks, and Phoenix, who will be the Suns. 1973, George Foreman uh, knocks out Joe Frazier in two rounds to win WBC and WBA heavyweight boxing titles in Kingston, Jamaica. Frazier knocked down three times in both the first and second rounds. 1982, free agent Reggie Jackson uh, signs a four-year, nearly $4 million contract with the Angels, ending his five-year roller coaster ride with the Yankees. 1983, Houston is the first NBA team to be held scoreless in an overtime against the Portland Trailblazers as they outscore them 17 to nothing and win 113 to 96. 
1984, Annette Kennedy of SUNY sets the women's basketball record with 70 points. 1988, defending champion Mike Tyson beats former title holder Larry Holmes by TKO in round four at the convention center in Atlantic City to retain his undisputed heavyweight boxing title. 1998, Ricky Henderson rejoins the Oakland A's for the fourth time. 2003, former Minnesota Twins backup David Ortiz is signed by the Boston Red Sox, where he will start a successful and productive career over the coming years. If I can flip through the pages here. 2006, Kobe Bryant scores 81 points in a 122-104 Lakers victory over the Toronto Raptors, the second-highest game total in NBA history, behind only Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game in 1962. 2006, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the first team since the 1985 Patriots to win three postseason road games thanks to a 34-17 dismantling of the Denver Broncos in the AFC title game. 2006 as well, NFC Championship at Quest Stadium in Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Carolina Panthers 34-14. 2012, Joe Paterno, American College Football Hall of Famer at Penn State and Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year in 1986, dies from lung cancer at 85. 2012, Lawrence Tynes kicks a winning 31-yard field goal in sudden death overtime, and New York beats San Francisco 20-17 in the NFC Championship game. 2017, Atlanta's Matt Ryan throws for 392 yards and four touchdowns and runs for another score, leading the Falcons to a 44-21 blowout of Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. 2017 as well, New England's Tom Brady passes for a Patriots playoff record 384 yards, going 32-42 of with three touchdown tosses to lead the Patriots to the Super Bowl with a 36-17 win over Pittsburgh. And 2018, New Orleans Pelicans' DeMarcus Cousins has 44 points, 24 rebounds, and 10 assists in a 132-128 double overtime victory over the Chicago Bulls. The first player since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1972 with 40-plus points, 20-plus rebounds, and 10-plus assists. Birthdays today, January 22nd, 1950, Brian Salter, former Chargers safety. 1955, Lester Hayes, former Raiders cornerback. 1958, Charlie White, USC Heisman Trophy winning running back. 1973, Reggie Barlow, former Bucks return man. 1984, Leon Powell, former Celtic center. 1988, Greg Oden, former Ohio State center and Blazers draft bust. And 1996, Dylan Brooks, Rockets forward. And that is this day in sports history. Wow, that Brought hurts. Brought to you by Trident Institute. That hurts. The draft bust. That hurt a little bit, Bryce. I, uh, throwing in a little bit of comment right that's, there. That's what they want to call it. Oh, but you he know? was hurt. I, I know. You know he, he was hurt. It is it too was, bad. It, was it is too bad, though, because he reminded me of um, Parrish, Robert Parrish. Because he, yeah. he always had that really stern look on his face. You know, and he was mm-hmm. in college at Ohio State a monster. Big time. And he just always looked so serious. He always looked like a guy that, you know, just wanted to play a little basketball, but also wanted to, at any moment just to beat the hell out of you. <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. and he played tough, but I mean, I felt a little bad for him when he got there and he got hurt and it just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. When he, you got to think, people like that, I mean, if you've ever watched, if you know the Billy Bean story, you ever watch Moneyball and it intrigued you at any point and you got into Billy Bean and realized that there's a guy who was supposed to be the world's best player and it just never worked. It's got to be tough for guys like that. Oh, yeah. 705 on the Blitz 1170. Okay, it's time for not sports, all right? These are the things that we do. Jeremy calls this a palate cleanser as he does it in the afternoon. Uh, it's little bits of things that just aren't sports, but you make yourself kind of realize that maybe your life's not as bad as we all thought or we <laughs> our lives aren't as bad as we all thought, no matter what it is What's you do. Fun? No matter what it is you do today, I bet you don't do this. I bet you don't break into someone's house to steal their underwear, but while you're doing it, rearrange their furniture. I bet you don't do that today. But there is a guy who's been doing it in Boise, Idaho. They caught him. 
His name was Jacob Smart. They listed him as a, or they call him a transient. He would just randomly break into homes. And sometimes he would steal, you know, regular things. And sometimes he would steal things like women's underwear. Yeah. um, And he would do other things. They they actually broke into one house while the people were there. And they never heard him. And he stole keys and then left. Well, they changed the locks. There's a video of him in one playing with the dog before he goes and does stuff. But then in one particular break-in, he breaks in, he's stealing stuff, but then he rearranges furniture Mm. as though that's just what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And then he leaves. They did catch him once. He has gotten away. Apparently, he's on the loose again. And now uh, they've got about $500,000 worth of rewards on this guy for other people trying to, you know, get him... (laughs) In custody, if you will. Now, no matter what happens to you today, no matter what is bad in your life, I bet you don't do this. I bet you don't do what the guy did in Pittsburgh at Burger's Bagel, uh, Bagels, was a place I've been, by oh. the way. Recommend? He, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when he's there. Okay. Uh, Find out why. <laughs> yeah. You look. You hear the little ding at the door, and you look up, and you see another little ding. He's standing there naked. Oh, all right. And it's decided that he needed a bagel, and it's cold in Pittsburgh. You can tell. Don't want to find out. Uh, but he's naked. And it turns out, of course, that alcohol and drugs were involved. Mm. And he just wandered down there because, by golly, he wanted one. Worked and, up an appetite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they when they started to talk to him, he bent over to grab some pants that he had dragging along with him. Huh. He, stuck them, they, he stood back up without putting the pants on and said, Max Ammo. Mm. Well... If you're naked and all you have is a pair of pants that you're dragging on the ground and the cops are already there and you say max ammo, don't expect that to go well. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Reference so no matter what happens today, you won't do that. Hopefully. No, probably not. No <laughs> matter what happens today, it's very unlikely that like Katie Mox, who is a, a sports host, very attractive young lady from CBS, will take a trip going somewhere to work for the, na- you know, the network. Check your luggage, take your luggage into your hotel and realize someone has stolen all your bras and underwear. Ugh. All of them. Everything. Nothing else. The rest of the clothes of are there, but in going through the bag, someone just, you know, and when they go through your bag, you know, they'll put that little piece of paper in there that says, like, for instance, mm. when I travel with my dive gear, TSA yep. always goes through my dive gear. I get it, because if you x-ray that, you look inside regulators and hoses and computers and things like that. Yeah, a lot of like, electronics. What do, what do we got yeah, going on A here? lot of weird stuff. Same thing happens when we travel on radio. If we're checking radio gear, they're going to look into it. And I'm, I mm-hmm. get that. So she finds the little bag tag in there that says, yeah, we look through your stuff. Nowhere in there does it say that we stole all your underwear and your bras. So, you know, shopping trip. So at least... <laughs> You won't do that. Well, maybe if she saw that it was like rearranged in there a little bit, it could have been that first guy who was stealing underwear and rearranging furniture. Yeah. And hopefully, no matter what happens to you today, this won't happen to you. A Christian school teacher has now been charged with poisoning her husband's smoothies. Mm. So off during the day, teaching the word, home at night, trying to kill the husband. Mm. It was from um, some deadly plant, the... It, I don't know what the plant was because I haven't gotten that far into it, but it's it, it was she was trying to blend something that would stop his heart, and it, he said, you know, the guy said he just kept not feeling well, yeah. and he called it an unexplained illness. 
And he finally goes to the doctor, and they realize he's being poisoned the whole time. So he put a camera in the kitchen and was able to record his wife on a camera mixing his smoothie and then putting something in there that looked like it was ground up. Mm-hmm. And what it, it turns out it was, was it's from the Lily of the Valley. Oh, so flower. This really is like a Breaking yeah. Bad episode, right? So and it's a right. It's <laughs> it's a poison of. flower that can cause you know it can can hurt you, but she wasn't able to kill him. He only felt bad, and he was able to you know find out that it was her. Imagine though, I mean, there are a lot of reasons that somebody might put a camera at home when you're not there. It's not yeah. the one you're thinking, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we're not having to uh, figure out these kind of problems no. right, in our everyday life. No, no. Normally, security. Maybe if you consider, maybe is there panky hanky or hanky panky? Either one mm. of those going on. Somebody, uh, you know, doing the hokey pokey, that kind yeah. of thing. You might do that. I hope you don't have to. That'd be that'd be too bad. But you certainly don't expect that they're trying to kill you. And Ugh. you know, again. Christian school teacher trying to kill a husband. Hmm. Never be suspected. Yeah, that's probably tough. Now, this will probably happen to you if you're listening, and maybe not. But if you work at a desk, this is not the best news. Mm. But people who predominantly sit at work at a desk, your risk of mortality is 16% higher, and it's 34% higher of you getting cardiovascular disease. So, you know, thank you. And Bryce gets up right away. The best thing you can do, make sure you're walking around at least a little bit, right? And you probably are going to be okay. One of those standing up desks, right? Right. Yeah, that would be great. My son just put one of those in, right? Okay, and there is good news, though. We have a 101-year-old veteran. It's a lady. Okay. 101 years old. And, you know, when she turned 101... What are they going to do? They're going to go talk to you, right? And they're going to always ask you, what is your secret to longevity? Hers? Drink all the booze you can drink. Isn't it just wonderful just whenever it's like, (laughs) you know what's helped me live this long? Not drinking. You know what's helped me live this long? Drinking. Every, yeah. There's always going to be something. All the booze you can drink. My, My wife said, and I didn't get a chance to meet him. He'd passed away before we met. Her grandfather, who was in his 90s, fried everything he ate. He had bacon three times a day. He fried, she said, I'm not kidding, he fried his beans. He would pour the beans out into a pan with a little bit of oil, and he would fry them rather than, than you know. Yeah. He fried everything. Guy lived into his 90s. It's genetics, my friends. Oh, yeah. now, you got you, you got to try to take care of yourself. I get it. Well, it does. You have to try to help yourself, I know. But in the end, this 101-year-old who is still feisty and smiling, Drink all the booze you can drink. Mm-hmm. You know what? And maybe that's not her real advice, but maybe she's thinking, I'm 101, screw it. I'll just tell them anything I want. <laughs> right? Let's, let's let's throw a wrench in this. Right. Huh? I'll just say this, and they'll go, what? <laughs> At any rate. All right. Uh, a couple other things before we move on. So imagine that you decide to remodel some parts of your home. Like we had both bathrooms done by Rebath about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. So they're remodeling your house. And one of the remodelers comes to you and goes, we need to talk. About mm-hmm. what? Well, we found something. Oh, God, here we go. Is it a leak? Is it a slab? What's wrong? Right? It, they found a grenade. <laughs> they were they were taking parts of I, I was of thinking that. a skeleton, so that's a yeah. little bit better, I guess. Yeah. And this thing had the pin in it. It's a World Ooh. War II grenade. And it's, it's sitting between two bricks right there in the bathroom. Now, it's all covered up, so somebody put it there on, perfect, on purpose, mm. right? This is in Seattle. So the bomb squad comes. They do everything they're supposed to. They, uh, you know, they get to it. They get it out. Turns out it was not armed. So right. their thought was this had to be like a World War II vet, somebody who brought it back. 
wasn't armed but was supposed yeah. to look like it was. And then for some reason they left it in the construction. And, you know, probably because somebody thought, you know, someday they'll uncover this. This will be funny. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the very last thing, and this goes back to another, you won't do this today. No matter <laughs> what else you're not like, guy goes into a Buffalo Wild Wings and he orders the fried pickles. Super. They're pretty good. That's going to be X number of dollars, right? Well, I don't have any money, but can I trade it for drugs? Mm. So he, he tries to trade weed for his fried pickles, which didn't get him fried pickles, got him arrested. <laughs> yeah, at any rate. So that is a little bit of a look at things that aren't sports here on the Blitz 1170. It's 7.15. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to talk to Paul Mayfield, Bixby Girls Wrestling. I want to talk to you about the NFL playoffs, about college basketball. Oklahoma State now 0-5 in league play, first time in I think about five years. And I hard to defend now. It really is. Yep. Porter Moser's team continues to hang in there and just be tough. Tulsa blown out by a really good SMU team who, by the way, I watched, I don't know, 30 minutes of that game. Horribly hot. My God, they mm. couldn't miss at one point. And it just became, you know, it was a landslide you couldn't overcome. ORU continues to struggle, and so does Arkansas as they lost over the weekend. All those things right here, 918-262-5072. That is our Blitz hotline. want to remind you, too, that we're doing something, speaking of Triad Eye Institute, who just brought you this day in sports history, we're doing something with them called Valentine's for Vets. You, we would like you to do is before the 4th of February, we'd like you to either at home, with your class, with your kids. Again, you know, a lot of schools are out today. So take that time with the kids. Make homemade Valentine's for veterans. Thank you for your service. Whatever message you'd like to put on there. And then drop those off at any Triad Eye location. And they're all over Oklahoma. You hear me talk about them all the time. They're in Tulsa and McAllister and Grove and Bartlesville and Pryor. Uh, and Claremore, all those places. You can also drop it off at the Blitz 1170 studio right here. And if you'll do that, we will give those to organizations who go out to VA hospitals, veteran centers, and they give those to veterans, some of which don't have other contact. Help us help them along with Triad Eye Institute. And remember, too, anytime you go to a Sunday home game of the Tulsa Oilers, you can skate on the ice with the team after the game. It's called Sunday Fun Day. They have skates for you can rent or you can bring your own, and you get to make a memory by skating on the ice with the players on Sunday, any Tulsa Oilers home game from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. All right, when we come back, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the Caitlin Clark thing. I'm laughing only because I'm surprised they didn't stop this before now. But Caitlin Clark, the Iowa player, and that was a hell of a basketball game yesterday down the stretch. Yeah. They in Ohio State. If you didn't watch, that's high level basketball, man. And Clark hit, you know, hit another one of those big old st- step backs to make it a two point game. Ohio State won, but then it was the incident afterward that injured Caitlin Clark that everybody's talking about. And we'll do it next here on the Blitz. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Detroit Lions stay alive after a 31-23 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll advance to just their second NFC Championship game in franchise history. Jared Goff threw for 287 yards, two touchdowns, one of which to Amonra St. Brown, who had eight catches for 77 yards. Former OUQB Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions, his top target being Mike Evans, who had 147 yards on just eight catches. 
And Kansas City is right back in familiar territory after a 27-24 win over Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes threw for 215 yards and two touchdowns. And Isaiah Pacheco was a workhorse on the ground, 97 yards rushing on 15 attempts and a touchdown for himself. Bills kicker Tyler Bass had a chance to tie at the end for Buffalo. Sean McDermott, after his one-for-three performance last week, he has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Butts 1170 and streaming on the Butts 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. I'd love to have you on it. Did you have a favorite game over the weekend? Who are you going to blame for some of that? Now we have you know a fight in Dallas between Micah Parsons' mom, who wants Dak gone, and uh, well, some of the other Cowboys who are now coming to Dak Prescott's um, defense, if you will. You know, and Dak wasn't awful in that game. He did, like I said, Dak didn't play defense, and yeah. you know they had their issues. At any rate, having Micah Parsons' mom light Dak up, saying he's the guy that needs to be gone. Now there's controversy in Dallas, and there always after keeping Mike McCarthy, and you know mm-hmm. you kind of and you know as I've heard several people say this. Jerry Jones has been patient with coaches, which is kind of unusual, a little bit more than he probably should have. Mm-hmm. I think many of us thought Jason Garrett would be gone before he was. Yeah. So giving McCarthy the extra year, although I was surprised, I wasn't shocked. Because yeah. it, you never can tell what Jerry Jones is thinking, or if he is at that <laughs> moment. But when you got that kind of money, you don't have to. Uh, you thought at some point in your life enough to get ahead. All right, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk girls wrestling over in Bixby with Paul Mayfield. Please, if you're out there in Bixby, spread the word. Let everybody know that's going to happen. And you'll be able to find that later on, too, on our podcast or on our social media. And, and you'll be able to replay that if you like or pass that around. In the meantime, I mentioned you know the Ohio State game, Iowa-Ohio State in, in women's basketball. And I saw somebody text this, and I think this is right. And Bryce Hall's in the next room. I'm Rick Corey. They said Caitlin Clark may be the most electric player in all of basketball right now in college. Yeah. You, know, you can look at the NFL or NBA and you look at Shea and you look at guys who are spectacular, Giannis and guys like that, that are always going to just keep you on the edge of your seat. But I don't know in college basketball, yeah, there are good players out there. I don't know that anybody, A, has the recognition of Caitlin Clark and is electric as she is when she touches it and crosses midcourt. She can score. Yeah, we haven't seen anything like that right now in, in men's college basketball. Honestly, the closest thing that I can think of in terms of trying to headline somebody is Bronny for USC. Yep. And obviously that's not going very well because, I mean, he's been okay, but mm-hmm. USC's not very good. Kalen yeah. uh, Clark has been incredible. He got the biggest uh, amount of attention over the weekend for whacking his head <laughs> as he jumped up leaving the court. Do you think it was fake or not? Do you think he... Because I saw like a slow down version of it, like it was one of those things where he jumped up and slapped the top of the, um, I don't know, like the, it was like the scoreboard yeah. going into the right, locker tunnel. Room. Yeah. Now, if you haven't seen it, he's walking, he's jogging into the locker room, and he does. He he just jumps up to slap the scoreboard, and it looks like he whacks his head <laughs> on the concourse. You know that he got that high, and that's what everybody was talking about. Is man, that guy's got some ups. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. He does. But I think your I think your point, yes, the name alone, and then what he's gone through this year even though they aren't very yeah, good, will get him yeah. some attention. But this Iowa team is elite, and Caitlin Clark is the biggest reason they're elite. And then they get locked in that game against Ohio State, which Ohio State dominated them inside. That big girl inside, whose name I can't even pronounce, uh, the Russian, was I think she's Russian, hmm. uh, she, was, she was fantastic. And, they, and Iowa had no answer. 
on the inside. Now, Caitlin Clark hit a couple of the step backs that you expect her to. And that one late in the game when she's going to her left off the screen was, I mean, she's falling away just coming off the screen. She got that ball off quickly. And you know, her, her shot does start low. Yeah. And so she does have to have a little room. And she got that one off falling sideways. And I know she's going away from the basket. Had to put a little extra oomph. And that got him within two. But then she did miss a couple as well. Anyway, at the end of the game, as soon as it ends, they're trying to leave. It's it's at Ohio State. And they start to storm, storm the court. And some Yahoo storming the court as Caitlin Clark is running off just plows her down. Yeah. And she gets up and looks. She's kind of holding the shoulder. And then mm-hmm. some of her teammates and all grab her and help her off the court. And you see the guy. I mean, he went flying, too. It was not a good collision. That's the thing. It, w- it wasn't, at least it wasn't um, vicious, you know, like intended or anything. But yeah, there was a, I mean, both of them went down pretty quick. No, it was stupidity. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> like, like stupidity. Like, know, know your surroundings, right? Look, I understand storming a field and I understand storming a court. I'm not saying it's right or it's good. I say I understand it because you're a fan, you're emotional, you're in that moment, and I get it. And nowadays, yeah. that's what people are expecting. We win a big game, we're going to storm the field or the court. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to get fined for it, and the school doesn't care because some donor's going to pick it up. And so there is no repercussion for this. Right. Now maybe there will be. I'm not sure because I don't know that you can stop it without 100 security guards and rifles. <laughs> I mean, literally, mm-hmm. I don't know that you can. A mob crowd mentality is going to be 50 security guards. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. And you can say all day, don't storm the court, blah, blah, blah. You can have those guys and ladies down there. And quite frankly, a lot of the people who work in these arenas are not young puppies. Hmm. So you're, you're, you may put a couple of really big dudes down there or people who are a little bit more spry, but you're also going to put a lot of kind of retiree age people down there Yeah, who are there to make a little extra coin I know a lot of the people who work at the rental center who then work at the P, at the you know at the um, performing arts center or may may work you know at other events. I've seen them other places. I've you know when I was still doing basketball, one gentleman and I had a conversation every game. He was there in his tux because he was one of the usher type. You know, well those people standing there, and it's different if you've got a whole security staff. But not everybody has a hundred security staff. Yeah. And even if the university tries to bring in everybody on their police force, it's not enough if there are 10,000 in the stands. And so when they, 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 you know, they fly out there, and if, if you've seen the video, it's a pretty vicious collision. And I don't know how badly she's hurt. I saw one quick social media update that said she was fine. I yeah. saw someone later that said she was hurt. What have you heard lately? No, I, I've heard that she's okay, um, that she just kind of spun off of it, because that's what it really looked like. It did like. look she, like that. Yeah, she like kind of spun off and, and fell. Um, yeah, and the fan just kind of gets up and awkwardly just kind of hobbles away, doesn't even really check to see if Caitlin was all right. She said in the post game that it was totally fine that Ohio State fans stormed and that she's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- taking the high road there, which was... Nice to see. Well, I, I did see her being helped off, and she did look like she yeah. was in pain at her, that her moment. Her teammates came to raid yeah. and everything. Yeah, but that's that's what you would expect to happen. It brings up a, a bigger moment of when was this going to happen. And, you know, I'm really surprised, and it's happened to some little expe- little aspects. I'm surprised no one has had to go to have brain surgery because they got hit in the head with a goalpost. Because when My people gosh. climb on goalposts and they start coming down, those things, when they come down, come down fast and hard, and you can be looking at it and expect it all day. 
but there's always going to be somebody who might not be or you can't get out of the way in time or it's too crowded. I mean, I, I know someone who had to have emergency brain surgery after that storm at Oktoberfest many years ago, knocked mm. down the tents and the pole hit him in the head. Oh, my goodness. And that's a pole at Oktoberfest, not a big, gigantic goalpost. And the fact that that hasn't happened yet, we're really lucky. And I'm and I'm surprised that it hasn't yet. That's why a lot of people have put those um, foldable, if you will, goalposts, so that there's security there. And the instant the game ends, they, can just get they it pull down. those pins and they and they knock the pole. They let the goalpost fall. Yeah. And then they may try to tear it off and carry it off, but at least it's already fallen. And it makes me wonder and worry. And I don't know if you share. You might not care. And if you don't, tell me at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. But this does concern me. You know, I'm not going to storm a field. My family's not going to storm a field. So I don't have a skin in the game from that standpoint. But if one person gets hurt severely doing this, I mean, it changes everything. And I think maybe what happened in that game might change some things, at least for the Big Ten going forward. Yeah. I, I To your point about the goalposts coming down so fast, I remember seeing in an amateur video after Bedlam of just some guy right when it comes down. I mean, it comes down so fast in their direction. That's like, gosh, if there was somebody that happened to be under there, I mean, it could have been really ugly. Uh, I think that we're getting into a danger spot considering that this obviously wasn't intentional. But when you have situations of that we've seen over the course of the football season with students running up with their phones Mm -hmm. to players, trying to get in their faces, I I think that it's going to take something probably – very, very serious to happen before we get any sort of that's too progression on that. Yeah, and and then that's the thing is we've only seen fines, right? Like like you said, and yep. some big donor will just pay for it. We move on. Yeah. So something beyond that. Yeah, I, I, it worries me. I know it's – I don't want to take the joy out of the game. I don't. We've been, we've been doing this forever, right? Yeah, I don't want to take the joy out of the game. I just got to find a way to do a little better. Yeah. 7.31 on the Blitz 11.70. Coming back in a minute, we're going to talk to the Bixby Girls Wrestling Head Coach, Paul Mayfield. In the meantime, let me tell you about Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division, why today is the exact reason you need them. It's days like today. It's the ice, it's the snow, it's the cold, it's the wet. It's all the stuff that goes in and out of your commercial door. And it might not be a big overhead door. It could be a regular, you know, it could be a high-speed steel door or whatever. It could be a, I mean, any kind of door. It could be a commercial door that's a regular size. But whatever it is, it has to be sealed right, insulated right, and it has to work right. But especially those big overhead doors right now. If that goes up but doesn't come down, you're in trouble. If it goes up and comes down, but it's creaky and you know and, and slow, you're losing money. You're letting in the elements. And if it doesn't keep the elements out, you may need it adjusted, resealed, and you can certainly have it insulated. And if it needs to be done new, well, this is there's no question. Over at Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division, Frank Sanders and his family have been doing this for decades in our state and right here in our city. And then service contracts with them are invaluable. It's the city of Tulsa has those for police and fire stations. They have them for places like the BOK and Amazon. You know how many doors go up and down on Amazon? And that's who they trust to take care of them to make sure they do. Because when those doors don't go up and down, cash registers don't ring. I think you know what I'm saying. You need them on your side for a service contract or for replacement. If it's replacement, oh, for goodness sake. Make sure you, you, you hire somebody who can pull up there in a real rig with real experience, have really what it takes to fix it, and make sure that you, A, keep the elements out, B, it works like it's supposed to, and C, your business gets to keep humming. They're easy to find. Look up overheaddoortulsa.com. 
There's no of. It's overheaddoortulsa.com, and then simply click on commercial. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The first edition of the Red River Rivalry will be tomorrow night as 15th-ranked Oklahoma hosts Texas at the LNC at 6 o'clock. The Sooners are coming off a 69-65 victory at Cincinnati. Javion McCollum, who you always have to mention, had 16 points. Otega Owe added 14, and Jalen Moore had 9 points and 10 rebounds. Tomorrow night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the TCU Horned Frogs in GIA. That one with an 8 o'clock tip-off and a 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz. The Cowboys lost by four at Kansas State on Saturday as they moved to 0-5 in the Big 12. Eric Daly Jr. led the team with 15 points, this time off the bench. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Seven. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always want to hear from you. It's a tough drive to work. Be careful out there. If you see really difficult places, please let us know on our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line by texting 918-262-5072. Let us know where those spots were, and we'll pass that along. Let's ask Paul Mayfield that. He's the Bixby Girls Head Wrestling Coach. How was your drive-in, Paul? Well, so no no drive in today. Uh, oh, that's we, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, school's canceled, so I'm kind of doing it from home. We're we're doing distance learning today. So gotcha. All right. So how was your drive to the computer? Pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just try to stay warm. Right? Yeah, that's one of the things about you know when the when we we're working from home during the pandemic and radio because we had to continue to work. Obviously, my commute was 45 seconds, and I you know that was. I mean, there were there were drawbacks, but the forty five second commute wasn't bad. Well, we're here to talk about Bixby. Yeah, we're here to talk about Bixby girls wrestling. And you know, first of all, I'll get into the overall program. But you guys had a heck of a meet this last weekend. You finished second in the uh, in a big regional or big uh, big tournament where you had to wrestle against Broken Arrow and Edmund Dorth, both national nationally ranked programs. Congratulations! What a weekend for you. Yeah, it, it it was an awesome weekend. You know, we came up a, a little bit short, but I mean, I was super proud of, of how our team competed all weekend. Um, you know, we've we've had a good season so far, but but that event uh, being a dual you know format where you're basically you know there's 17 teams I believe in the tournament and and you're you're in brackets and pool play and and to come out with a second place finish, you know, it was really good. We lost, we tied actually and, and lost on criteria to broken arrow. So it was, it was great. Not everybody will understand what you mean by that. Explain <laughs> what that means. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's 36, 36 tie. Um, and then the, the, the rule book has, I think it goes down to like, uh, F, uh, or G maybe. Uh, so they label them A, B, C, D, and it's criteria based and it goes off of different things like, um, you know, matches won, points scored, uh, first point scored, things like that. But we actually went down to C and, um, so A and B, we were, we were still even. And at C we had gotten a, um, I guess an unsportsmanlike we had, we had, I get at the whistle, we kind of pushed off and, uh, they, they hit our wrestler for a point and, and so uh, when it came down to criteria, that's the third one they go mm-hmm. by. And so that's how, that's how it came down. So it's a tough way to lose, mm-hmm. but 
but um, you know, we we competed. I, I think at the next one we would have we would have won it uh, with uh, matches won. So it was it was uh, tough to lose that. I know our girls were kind of heartbroken, but um, Broken Arrow hats off to them. They they wrestled a great great uh, tournament. So. Do you also use that as a, a kind of a teachable moment, if you will? Absolutely. And <clears throat> on top of that, we get to. Um, we get to uh, go to Broken Arrow and duel them uh, this Thursday. So get a, get a little revenge, maybe. So that, ought to be, that ought to be fun. We're talking to Paul Mayfield. He is the head wrestling coach for Bixby Girls. If you have a question you'd like to jump in, 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here on the Blitz 1170. Now, if I had your best wrestler wrestle six foot five inch Bryce Hulse, who would win? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> A little bigger than us, probably. So, so you think that's? So I think I'll, I'll take the low man in that. I, I think the <laughs> I think whoever it was would still tie him in a pretzel. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Bryce, I, they might. I, they might. That, that's true. They might. They beat me, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, Coach. Uh, which one of your wrestlers do you think has exceeded your expectations? Not necessarily that they had bad ones, uh, but just has done even much better than you had expected. Well, <laughs> I um. I think uh, over over the last we had a duel on Thursday, um, and uh, and then the tournament on Friday and Saturday. Uh, we had you know several several of them do really well. Um, I think uh, Lily Lane wrestled really well um, <clears throat> over the over the course of, a, of the weekend. Uh, Milana Miller, who's a first year wrestler, uh, at the tournament when we were wrestling um, when we were wrestling Edmund North, we had to win that match by pin. Uh, but she was coming up against uh, Edmund North's uh, state runner-up from last season and um, <clears throat> at 235. And we're down 4-0, and we flip her to her back and pin her uh, to, give us, uh, to give us the win, really. So I would say Milana Miller at 235. Well, obviously you've got a lot of people who are performing very well. Unbeaten going into that McLeod, I, I know that duel there. So tell me what the key is here. Did you expect these girls to be this good? Yeah, I mean we've got a we've got a great team. I mean we're currently ranked number one. We've we've been as high as ten nationally, but uh, we haven't we haven't had all of our girls probably where they at the right weight uh, through some of these tournaments, early season tournaments, and haven't really performed. You know we've we've placed at all of them, but haven't placed ahead of Edmund North and Union and Bixby and or and uh, Broken Arrow, and so. Um, We've kind of fallen a little bit, and um, we, but, but we're there. We have the potential <clears throat> to beat all those teams. And so I, I definitely expected them to show up and, and do well this weekend, and we definitely did. So. I, I, what I meant, though, is going into the season, I mean, I know you guys have been pretty good because we've talked about your team before, and I know some girls wrestling in the state that has been. Did you expect this high-level performance out of this group overall during the season? Yeah, yeah, I did. <clears throat> um, I, like I said, we, we have – uh, a great team. We've got a great roster all the way down the lineup, and and uh, I expect big things out of them. And more importantly, they expect it. You know, last year we took second in the state by a half a point, and so that's been bulletin board material for us for sure. And uh, so we've expected you know to do well. It's seven forty-five here on the Blitz eleven seventy. Got a couple more minutes left here with the head wrestling coach on the girls' side in Bixby, Paul Mayfield. One of the things we wanted to get into, Paul, I find what's happening in girls' wrestling really interesting from a lot of standpoints. So, oh, how would I put this? What do you think has been the biggest key in the rise of girls' wrestling? It wasn't that long ago 
there was still kind of a stigma about that. And there might still be what you can explain to us. But what has really keyed the rise in the interest and the participation in your mind? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, you know, I think it's, um, it starts with a lot of programs, you know, with the administrators. We have a great administrator who uh, supports Cape Creek Moore, supports our program in everything we do. <clears throat> and she hires coaches. Last year, um, we, uh, we didn't really have uh, many assistants. And this year, we've got three assistants plus myself. And, and, and the boys uh, director, Ray Blake, helps, helps us with our program as well. Um, but I think across the state, that's what's happened. They've, they've you know, given the girls, uh, you know, facilities and coaching staffs and administrators that are pushing it. And, you know, it's kind of the field of dreams thing. If you build it, they will come. And, and I think that's what's happened. They've had support across the state, across all kinds of different programs. And, and you're seeing it. Every program in the state has just grown, you know, exponentially uh, over the last two years. And, and so you're seeing this massive growth in the state and, and really across the country with girls wrestling, but, but definitely here in Oklahoma. And it's been really awesome. Awesome to see. How many girls at the beginning of the year come out for your program? So we have about 45 come out uh, across junior high and high school. Uh, pretty even uh, about 22, 23 in each program. And then, um, you know, as the course of the season goes on, uh, <clears throat> we've had a couple add and a couple subtract. So it's, it stayed really right about 45 for us. You know, I've asked this before of girls wrestling coaches and guys wrestling coaches and not just there, but in football and basketball, and many other sports, there are certain things guys are good at certain things. Ladies are, you know, girls are better at, if you will, when you comes to coaching guys or girls, what's the biggest difference to you? Well, I think maybe when I initially started, you know, I'd coached boys for a long time uh, and, and coached girls, started coaching girls wrestling about five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, I think, some challenges that I wasn't, I didn't know about. But, um, but then after, I was, or I was unsure, you know, how it would be different. But after doing it now for four or five years, um, I mean, I try to coach them the same you know I, I coach the boys when I coach them I, I coach them exactly the same as far as you know being uh, tough on them and 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 they want that they want you to to coach them the same because we're all wrestlers at the end of the day and there's really no difference um, you know I mean there are there are some kind of nuanced things I think but but for the most part as like an overall coaching you know philosophy I, I try to coach them the exact same wrestling's a tough sport and, you know, you've got to be tough, whether you're a girl or a boy, uh, you got to go out there and, and battle. So um, for the most part, I, te- I coach them the same. It, it, is there something they, though, pick up a little easier, a little better, one side <laughs> or the other? That you know, I've, I've, A lot of times, and I don't want to be leading in the question, but I've had a lot of people tell me, a lot of times girls are more coachable. They're a little bit more willing and open to learning. But I, I mean, just amongst other things, what have you seen the differences be? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, there are some things like that. Like, I mean, obviously girls tend to be a lot more, you know, flexible in different positions uh, where they can, you think like, Oh my goodness, <clears throat> for a boy ref ought to stop that pretty quickly. And the girls, they're completely comfortable there. Um, and, and they can, they can really lean into those positions and, and, and score from them. Um, and, and then, <clears throat> you know, I think, bad habits is, is maybe the, the biggest thing I see with the, with the boys versus the girls. Some of the boys, you know, maybe growing up, uh, you know, picked up some bad habits starting at five or six or seven years old. And a lot of our girls are, you know, second year, first year, you know, I think six year wrestlers, probably the most that we have on our team right now. 
And so they're really able to, A, they want to learn and they want to really get good at it really fast. Um, but B, they don't have a lot of bad habits. You, you coach them and they're a first year girl. And so they pick up the things that, you know, they're supposed to as a high school wrestler, maybe looking to go to college at some point. And so I don't say they, they want to be successful early on and they don't have those bad habits. So they really listen and really try to do exactly what you're saying because you're really the only coach they've had. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I've had people say that too. And I know it's interesting. I just, I'm, I'm loving the explosion in, in ladies and girls sports across the country, the attention we're paying to softball in Oklahoma, for instance, and now what has happened in your program, Broken Arrows program, unions, as you mentioned, and moving on. I just think it's really fun and fantastic. One more outlet for them to be able to do something else, I think it's great. Congratulations on the great success this year. Certainly, we hope it'll continue. And, you know, I'm sure maybe, well, you know, let's, let's maybe visit later in the year, and we'll see as we get closer to a state championship how it's going. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Rick. We appreciate it. You betcha. That's Paul Mayfield. He's the Bixby Girls Wrestling Head Coach. And, yeah, we got football to talk about and basketball and all that kind of stuff today. But those kids are working their tails off, and they all deserve a little bit of a, a little bit of recognition as well. 751, Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, the NFL, the viewership in the NFL just continues to be nuts. More NFL football when we come back here on the Blitz. Plus, we, have, uh, we want to talk more about what's going to happen today out at River Spirit. And we're going to actually have uh, – we've got got an announcement for someone's going to be on with pop and colby today on the show three to six we want to tell you about that coming back here in a moment in the meantime i want to tell you about triad eye institute and their 3600 dollars lasik special all right it's the 22nd of january you know i've told you all month this is going to end at the end of january and we aren't that far away thank god from me having january in the rearview mirror which will just be all ice and snow but and cold but we want to get that done now the one bad thing about that is that's when the 3600 dollars lasik special ends you really need to get involved in this now. If you are tired of glasses, if you're tired of contacts, if you're t- like me, if you're tired of like me, feeling like your body's giving up on you, especially when it comes to your eyes, <laughs> mine's given up in a lot of other places, but my eyes, it bothered me. So for years, I asked Triad if they could help, and for the longest time, they couldn't. And they finally said, you know, we have a new procedure. It's called refractive lens exchange. And that's what I had to have because that's what I needed. And I did. That means they took out my lenses and they put in new lenses. New, brand new, you know, they're not made of, you know, body stuff, if you will. Lenses that will never get old. They'll never change. They'll never dull. They'll never get yellow and they'll never gain. None of that will ever happen. I'll never have to wear glasses again. In a painless 22-minute surgery, I took care of that for, they took care of that for me forever. Now, if LASIK is what you need, which is the most performed eye surgery in America and likely what, what you need, it's what most people need to correct average vision, right? If LASIK is what you need, then it's 3600 and it will never be cheaper. It's going to be more expensive on February 1st. That's important. It's also important to know you can get a free screening to make sure LASIK is what you need. That's important. And they have 0% financing available, which is also important. All those things now, but you have to do this. You call 918-252-2020. It's 918-252-2020. Get a free screening at any of their locations. Find them at triadi.com. And you have the surgery here with radio, with a fellowship-trained cornea expert, Dr. Ryan Conley. It's fantastic. It's painless. It's easy. And you can throw all that stuff away. 918-252-2020. 
See more of your 2024 in the NFL playoffs with Triad Eye Institute. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The fifth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling team beat the 16th-ranked Oregon State Beavers yesterday 27-9. It was the Pokes' first home duel in over a month. They now move to 8-0 on the season. The Detroit Lions stay alive after a 31-23 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll advance to just their second NFC Championship game in franchise history. Jared Goff threw for 287 yards and two touchdowns, one of which to Amonra St. Brown, who had eight catches for 77 yards. Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. And Kansas City is right back in familiar territory after a 27-24 win over Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes threw for 215 yards, two touchdowns, and Isaiah Pacheco was quite the workhorse on the ground. 97 yards rushing for 15 attempts and a touchdown for himself. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.